We've got Dan and Maureen Gardner on the line, and they have a priest in their life in a very special way. One of their sons is a priest. They have another one who's in formation to the priesthood. So I'd like to welcome in Dan and Maureen this morning uh, and to, to just talk a little bit about that, what, what this journey in their own lives is like. Good morning, Dan and Maureen. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being on with us this morning. Uh, before, uh, before we get into the discussion, can you just tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and, and where you're from? Yes, uh, I was born and raised in New England, North Dakota, uh, third generation here. I uh, went to St. Mary's High School, taught by Notre Dame nuns, and uh, I farm in the summertime, and I do tax work in the wintertime, and uh, have a few hobbies I'm on the local ambulance, and uh, I'm having a good time. Hmm. And Maureen, are you from the same area, or what's what's your background? Um, I grew up in Dickinson. Uh, which is about 22 miles north, and uh, from a, a family of 13 children. And um, we were always daily mass people, daily rosary people. My 95-year-old father is still praying rosaries daily. <laughs> um, and it's, it's been a, um, something that uh, the priesthood and um, seminarians have always been part of, of my life for all the time that, uh, that I've grown up. And uh, also having nine children has been, you know, a tremendous um, part of our life. Yeah. And so you have you have nine children. How many boys and how many girls, Maureen? We have seven boys and two girls. Excellent. And so mm-hmm. out, out of those seven boys, um, you have a priest, right? Um, Father John yeah. Paul Gardner. Right. And then you also have a son in the seminary. Uh, who, who, what's the name of your son in the seminary? Paul. 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 Yes, John, Paul, and Paul. <laughs> John, Paul, and Paul are, are both. Um, and so, so talk to us a little bit about that, that journey. I, I assume, obviously, as the, your sons left home, they probably discerned the priesthood, but I assume they would have had some conversations with you as they were thinking about the priesthood, um, and as, as they are, one of your sons, Paul, is thinking about the priesthood. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. What, what kind of things did they share with you on their journey? Um, I would say um, just the fact that it fit in so comfortably into their formation. Both of them had, had serious girlfriends when they found the, the call to the priesthood. Um, Paul is still in formation, and um, so he's got he still has time to discern. And um, it was uh, it was a great thing for me because having grown up with, with uh, we had priests come in our home also in our home now with uh, and nine children. So hmm. priests, priests have always been part of our family. So when, the son, when our son told, them, told us that they were thinking about Eastern, um, it um, just was part of the natural flow of things. Dan, as a father, what was it like for uh, Father John Paul to approach you and say, you know, Dad, I'm, I'm discerning the priesthood. I think the Lord is calling me to be a priest. Well, I had a brother, and Maureen had brothers that went to seminary. Uh, they, they never did go on to become priests, but it did, you know, change their lives. And also, uh, I have a friend in Bismarck who's a medical doctor. He also went to seminary first, and even today, though, he reflects on the life in the seminary as being a positive influence in his life. 
So when they decided that they wanted to, in fact, wanted to go to seminary or even call, I just thought it was positive because whether they say or not, it's a just absolutely great formation for any man. Uh, I had no qualms about it, and I know that it's going to be six or seven years before there's, they make a total commitment, and in that length of time, you're certainly going to be able to um, make the right decision. So, so as parents, and uh, how do you, what do you see, you, have, have you seen your role? I mean, obviously, in, in a vocation call, um, as parents, we don't want to pressure our kids in any direction. We also don't want to discourage them. So, so what did you find yourself, where, where, what, what, how, how did you find yourself wrestling with trying to encourage them but not force them in a direction? Or, you know, what are some of the things that you uh, kind of wrestled with through that process? Yeah, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Not to push or pull, uh, and we do not. Uh, it really does. Their formation comes from early on. Marine would take them to daily mass. They'd be daily rosary. And <clears throat> at this point, when they announced that they were thinking about it, uh, our work was done. I mean, we didn't we didn't feel the need to push or pull. I totally relaxed with it. Uh, no, I I don't. We didn't. I don't remember wrestling with anything of that. How about you, Marie? Well, yeah, I was going to say one of the things that I think of is the number of people that will walk up to you and say, you're just so blessed to have been, to have done. And I tell them very sincerely that um, it's their prayer. If they had a son, you know, that they thought about priesthood, that they prayed and the son chose probably to get married or stay single. But I say, thank you for your prayers. It just so happens that our friends are the ones that said yes. And with your prayers, and if that's what's so crucial about Bismarck Diocese, is how how everyone prays together. And it's, hmm. um, it's a tremendous influence. And not to mention the fact that there uh, are examples, and then they're, they're also um, monetarily they give to the, to the men. And so it's it's very fertile ground for vocation. You're listening to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by Steve Splonskowski, and we're talking with Dan and Marine Gardner about what it's like to have a son as a priest and another one in formation to the priesthood. And I think part of this discussion goes to um, a home open to the priesthood, Dan and Marine. You know, uh, you, you said, Dan, when you were talking that your work was done, when they came up and they, and they knew that they were called to the priesthood or that they wanted to discern the priesthood, your work was done. Well, well, what does that work look like? What does that formation look like in your home to provide a home that is open to uh, even religious vocations? Uh, good question. Oh, um... well, we've got our house full of statues and of the Blessed Virgin Mary, <laughs> Sacred Heart. No, I, and, uh, <laughs> I, I just think, uh, you know, one thing about our, <clears throat> that I think that we can do to foster the case, vocations is that we try to live our vocations as a married couple, accepting children, and if we can share, if we can live our vocations, that is probably the best way that we can foster a vocation in someone else. I found, too, that with... Um, the encouragement from the other, from their brothers and sisters, and they're having children. The, the, them, they are in formation, become priests, but are one that is priests. 
but the influence that they've had on their uh, nieces and nephews and brothers and sisters, it, they all work, everything works together. The family works together. There's not individuals, but there is. <laughs> So what, so what I'm hearing is that really it, there's nothing special to do except for to live your own vocation well. Is that what you know? If you live your, if we each would to to live our own vocations well, that would draw out of others um, the mm-hmm. same desire to live their vocations well. So it's really not that complex, is it? No, and I, and we always focus on the priestly vocation, but. The marriage vocation is probably actually tougher one to fulfill to you know to be open to children and to be faithful. And but if married couples can do that, they will foster other vocations. Absolutely, and with their this... 19th grandchild on the way. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations! <laughs> yeah, so there's really there's really no need to to compare vocations because they all work together. And without without families, you wouldn't have priests. Without priests, we wouldn't have the faith. Um, and so, right. really, it is that beautiful gift of the Lord. Um, uh, these vocations that we can continue to grow and and be drawn to Him. So, thank you, Dan and Marine, for being with us um, this morning. Thank you.